Well, welcome back to Inside Motorsport. I'm here with Mike Henry, and we've just been hearing tales of uh, remote control on uh, certain mistakes happening in the other side of the world. But you're in the UK, you're working at Arrows, you're doing things you'd never done before, and Absolutely. learning systems that you'd never done before. So the whole world's opening up for you. Oh, massively. It was just, um, like I said, heaven on earth. You know, we played with anything you wanted, really. I mean, the, the, in those days, Formula One was, you know, one, one of those things I look back on as, I think, one of the good periods. Um, Formula One's always been great, um, but there were probably periods where, you know, it's stronger than others, and some of those 70s cars were great, and, and we were definitely in that V10 era, and the sound of those cars, I think everybody still loves, and it was great days. You know, I remember going it, to my first test. It's was, also a time when the cars actually had their own character. Oh, you didn't completely. need to look at the colour no. to work out who it was. That's right. Yeah, very yeah. much so. And, yeah. and everyone was still building their own things. Yes. You know, you were still... I mean, Formula 1 is that. But, but um, yeah, it was very much work it out as you go along and build your own rocket. So, yeah, uh, yeah I remember going to my first test. was at Monza. And um, I worked out, walked out the first morning. It was school holidays. And the grandstand was full of kids, all in red. And in the garage next to us was Williams. And uh, they had... Um, uh, the Winfield sponsorship at the time, and gotcha. yeah. you know, and you just looked up and down pit lane and thought, my God, have a look at all this stuff. You know, it's it's amazing. So, yeah, I got to see so much, and you can talk about it for hours. You know, th yes. there were so many systems, machines, um, gadgets. In, you know, the intricacies of those cars was incredible. It was yeah. just great, and so you played with everything. And the job was, you know, go fast, just sort it out, and win races. And not that. Unfortunately, arrows. We never did. We came close a couple, or you know, when David one, Hill did. One of the great stories I know of from Formula One of that era involves one uh, Toronek. Yep. And uh, he had connections through Yamaha, and he was asked to get involved um, because there was a particular hydraulic problem, I think, or something. There was some particular problem with the Yamaha engine. It might have been an oil feed problem. Right of some shape or form. When? Oh, it's somewhere in this era. I don't know exactly. We, it, it possibly. I, I don't remember seeing Ron there. I mean, God, what a superstar for Australian engineering. And he, what, what he achieved with Jack was something else. Yeah. Um, I wish we had more of that. And I wish Australia had kept down that path of today it's so sanitised and we've got so many controlling rules that the, the great engineers don't get to play here in Australia very much so you know we've got some great guys no doubt but um in their day it was a blank piece of paper get on with it make make the space shuttle mate you know and yeah that amazing so yeah I don't remember seeing Ron I definitely remember an engine we built at the time that we had oil issues with it was uh, what we called our f-spec it was yeah we had yeah they never really saw the light of day we kept running the front off the engine and destroying things. Um, there's one particular phase that I knew, know you were involved in, and you've told me in the past about it, and that was the two-seater. Uh, yeah, our three-seater. Three-seater. Three-seater, yeah, because McLaren had done the two-seater. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, my old mate Andy Morrison, and uh, we got involved in all sorts of weird and wonderful projects through my days at TWR. He came to me at one point and said, we're going to make a three-seater. I thought he was on drugs. You know? <laughs> what are you doing, mate? And we made a stretch limo out of the 99 car. We, we basically, um, a guy called Brendan Gribben, who had, had a big involvement in, in all sorts of motorsport, but at TWR. An Englishman. An Englishman. And, uh, and, and he's probably uh, the thing that most people would, would know of his work, and, and his work is much wider, but he was the Volvo touring car boss. Uh, he was awesome. Yeah, he was a very good, a great guy too. You know, I learned a lot of him. 
Um, so Brendan, you know, put the chainsaw through the back of the driver's seat, put some bars in it and turned it into a stretch limo and then um, handed it over and said, we'll make it go, son. And um, so we, we had a pile of bits. This was about 2001. Um, so everything was old and gone. So and in Formula One, nothing sits still for very long. So if it's two years old, it's ancient. Um, so yeah, we had to go and you know delve through the shelves and find anything we could and, uh, and make a car out of it. So uh, that was a eight, twelve month project, whatever it was. And yes, great fun. That was fantastic. It was, so this was three in a row. No, it's a driver in the middle Yep. and the passengers either side either and they side, were jammed right. in like sardines behind them. And radiators so, were somewhere. Uh, yeah, well, Formula 1 don't worry too much about that, do you? No. Uh, but yes, we, they, they were in their normal position. Yep. So um, so they sort of sat behind that um, and, and because of the radiators, we had to push them very tight. So in terms of physicality, obviously the, the tub was between them but the passengers' legs were maybe only sort of... Two or three inches across. No pedals. No pedals. No, no pedals and they had to sit. No they had to sit with water. their legs crossed. There wasn't oh. enough room to get your feet next to each other. Oh my god! Had to sit in the car with your legs crossed, and that. But but they had line of sight where and the McLaren thing. You had that bit of carbon fibre in front of you. Yeah. But the Arrows one, I always thought was the best multi seater because the passengers could and actually see view. where they were going. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was great. Yeah. It was just so much fun. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so that then you had a complete team running that car. Yeah, it was about, oh, I suppose, about 20 people involved in the project. Wow. Um, and we, we did a bit of travel with it. It went to South Africa. We took it to Zandvoort. Uh, Arrows used to run a test when Yoss was in the team at Zandvoort every year that was sort of wedged in the middle of a touring car round. So we took it over for that one year. Um, and it was just fantastic. It was the first, because it was a gimmicky thing, if you like, from want of a better description, um, uh, it was something you just play with. I remember... You know, we had uh, a very good friend of mine, Stephen Watson, was driving it. He was our, one of the test drivers at Arrows at the time. Steve drove it and um, we, we formed a great friendship through that period. And um, I remember saying to him, thinking, oh, I'm going to try something here, mate. You know, what are you going to do? I'll oh, put the wing on full. <laughs> and you would. I'd just play with it. It was something that I, I probably, you know, if the bosses had known, they probably would have shot me for it at the time. But... Um, yeah, you were gifted that opportunity just, I wonder if I do this, what happens? And he'd come back and say, no, that, that wasn't very good, don't do that again, you know. <laughs> so that's when I started learning about churning cars and, you know, chassis setups and all that sort of stuff. Okay, that's so where you, we could play. Learning a new career. Yeah, I mean, I've obviously done it. We'd all but, done it. Yes. But, and yeah. you'd all play, you know, back when I was a mechanic, you all understood what cameras and casters and loads and all that sort of stuff were. And through my engineering, you did some of that. But the first time I was just given something where you could just have a crack and, you know, what happens if I put the roll centre up here? And, oh, okay, it's awful. <laughs> okay, well, I won't do that again. But um, I learnt very much about, uh, that, that process of testing things, I think, is probably what came from that. Right, It's okay. good. Yeah, it was really good. Okay. Yeah. Um, now, you're now getting close to the time when you're coming back to Australia, aren't you? Before that, so when TWR had their difficulties towards the end through the demise of Arrows and, and you know, that's somebody else's story, but to me, sad days, but it's what it was. And so uh, the middle of '02, I think it was, Arrows came to an end. Um, there'd been a few other projects we'd been involved in the trying to resurrect Pross Grand Prix. Um, so I had a, a bit of a role in that. And that had sort of started me down the process of, um, you know, a little bit more project management, those sorts of things, you know. Um, 
And uh, yeah, so eventually it came to an end. And, and as it had done, and, it, and you know, we knew various parts of the company were sort of winding up over a period of time. And a lot of the guys that I'd worked with at Arrows Engines had gone to Zytec. So Zytec was still a you know, strong company in terms of engine management stuff at the time, um, and they were in all sorts of vehicles. They'd bought several engine companies, hadn't they? Yeah, so Bill Gibson owned Zytec at the time, mm-hmm. um, and, and what people would now probably know as the Gibson engine, which is in a lot of LMP2 cars, or I think all LMP2 cars at the moment. Um, Zytec engines was that, basically. Yes. When Zytec, oh, I, I forget when, you know, five, six years ago, whenever it was, maybe even a bit longer, um, Continental have bought effectively Zytec Engineering. So that bought the... Um, Zytec being an electronics company had been involved in um, uh, part of the Kerr systems for various com- uh, race teams, Formula 1 teams. So they sort of divvied up the company. Bill kept the engine side and Continental bought engineering, the electric vehicle stuff and a few other bits and pieces. But, but before that, uh, at the end of Arrows, the guys that I'd worked with, a lot of them had gone to Zytec. And uh, I got a phone call saying, you know, we, we understand it's all going under at TWR. Will you come and work for us? And um, so I was pretty lucky. I got the call and, you know, come on, come up here. So I uh, went up to Birmingham and met them all. And, yeah, I went up there pretty damn sharp, really. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.